Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and with me today I have Kurt, is it Salquist? Yes, it is. Did I say that right? Wow, Perfect. I actually said that right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> with uh, CoreFit in Spokane. Um, and really, we want to talk a little bit about, well, you, and also the race that you guys have coming up, the Ultimate Fitness Run. Is that correct? Yeah, the UFR, the Ultimate Fitness Run. Right on. So um, before we go into that, give us a little bit about you, uh, a little bit about Kurt so we can get to know you. <clears throat> yeah, no, thank you. Um, appreciate the opportunity to come on here, by the way. I uh, love the beast team, um, you know, with our involvement in the Spartan race, we've definitely seen you guys out there and you guys always bring great energy. Um, you definitely inspired us to grow our team and, and be at these races and, uh, be at the level of the beast. So, uh, very cool. I'm excited to be here as I said. And, uh, yeah, my background. So, geez, I started out, uh, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a household that had, uh, you know, my dad was a gym goer. Arnold Schwarzenegger fan from back in the day. Um, I think he actually even worked out at the same gym as him in California. And, um, you know, had a bodybuilding type style and that's what I first learned. And I was, uh, you know, all about it and wanted to get kind of big and beefy like that. And I got met with a situation where I had to really test my fitness. I was actually, um, kind of like almost running an obstacle course. I had to go through, two feet of snow and ended up hiking five plus miles, um, trying to track a deer that I had shot while hunting. And, um, I had two friends with me and those guys were just kind of avid outdoor people. And they were, they were tracking. I was, I was huffing and puffing and barely keeping up with them. And, you know, it was just one of the worst days of my life. And I vowed that day to never feel like that again. And, uh, that's where all my training changed. And uh, it evolved into what we, we now have as our gym now called CoreFit, which is actually an acronym for cross-training with obstacles, resistance, and endurance. That's the core in our CoreFit. And, um, and then the like idea that. of the races. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, then we had a couple members do a Spartan race, and I was first introduced through them. And I thought this is exactly what we are doing, what we're training for. And, uh I thought, what a great test. Like, this is the ultimate test to test your fitness, to see if you are, you know, a well-rounded athlete. you got to be able to climb over things. you got to be able to pick up things. you got to be able to go whatever the distance might be and uh, through whatever terrain they throw at you. And, you know, us in the Northwest, I think we get some of the best terrain out there in some of these Spartan races. And uh, thus, you know, fast forward five more years or ten more years, and uh, the ultimate fitness run is born. Now, you kind of mentioned CoreFit a little bit, you know, and a little bit about yourself. Um, kind of explain CoreFit a little bit, because for the people over in yeah. Spokane, you know, maybe they, it might be something they're interested in. And, I mean, it's one of those things, honestly, I spent a week in Spokane in August, or October, and if I would have known about CoreFit, I may have been reaching out to you. But it's you know, oh, yeah. let everyone kind of know what CoreFit is and kind of the idea behind it. It sounds a lot kind of lot like the beast squads that we do, but more organized. So kind of, yeah, give okay. us an idea what that is. 
Very cool. Yeah, no, we have, uh, so we've got about a 6,000 square foot facility. And one of the cool parts about our facility, and this is kind of my dream of moving out to where, where we are now. Um, well, we first started downtown in this building, which was an awesome opportunity because um, it had 17 floors. And so we would utilize those stairs like crazy. In fact, that's the, the first time we went to our, our Montana race. We were just training uh, tons of stairs. Mm-hmm. The When I got the opportunity, we got big enough, we grew out, moved out into this new location, which has been great because it's allowed us to actually put obstacles around our gym, which so a lot of the obstacles we use in the Ultra Fitness Run live at our gym. And uh, so we've got, you know, the walls, the eight-foot walls. We've got multiple eight-foot walls. We've got an Olympus-style wall. We've got a Z-wall. We've got monkey bars inside and outside. Um, different styles of kind of interesting tire hurdles that we have uh, created. And uh, several other things, the hercoist, the rope climbs, um, rings that we swing across, um, pig boards, all kinds of fun stuff. But then the other side of it is, so that's part of the, the core of the acronym there, the obstacles, right? The, the O and the core, kind of our methodology. And we've also blended in a little bit of CrossFit. I think CrossFit has uh, got a great thing going. It's a great concept, but it's just not what... I wanted to follow 100% when it came to my fitness or what I want to teach the people that, that come to our gyms. I just I just find, you know, it's a sport, right? So you got to train for that sport, which means you got to do things that maybe aren't the best thing for your body and certain ways mm-hmm. and, and ways that are going to just wear and tear you and, and, you know, more likely I feel like to cause injuries. So we veer away from the extreme heavy side of that, but we utilize the intensity and, and the workout style that they have they've created and, and made really popular. So we utilize that in our workouts. So we've got kind of the, uh, you know, a lot of squat racks and bars and, and bumper plates and that type of thing that we use in there to do our strength side of our training. And then we have our um, endurance component. So we've got, a few machines we use, the rowers and Aerodyne bikes. Um, you guys have an Aerodyne bike at the Beast Lodge? No. What's that? Oh, man. The Aerodyne bike, it's, uh, we use a, it's a, the Assault uh, bike frame that we use. And it is probably, we do like, a, you know, we'll, we'll kind of put some surveys together and ask people, you know, what's your favorite thing, your worst thing? And everybody across the board, almost always puts for the worst thing they hate in the gym is the Airdyne bike, but they hate it with legs because uh, it is a brutal workout. And it can be if you use it right. And uh, it's a great component to add to your fitness. But So, yeah, the assault bike something we love. And then we do a lot of running. You know, we've got the space outside. We've got a quarter-mile block. We're right off um, a large hill called Sprague Way that we utilize. So when the weather's decent, we are taking our workouts outside. Um, and combining a little bit of everything. We also even do a little bit of boxing in our in our workouts to keep things exciting and just kind of train the best of everything. Like we're not 100% CrossFit, we're not 100% just OCR, we're not a boxing gym. We just want to be fit for life. So we try and take that methodology and, and put it into how we design our workouts. I like that. I mean, that's kind of cool to have the... You see way too many times that people they kind of find a, I don't know how to say it, like a niche or this is like, this is, we're going to be core fit or we're going to be boxing or we're going to be this. And it's really cool to see one that's kind of taken them all and said, you know, I'm going to take the best pieces from each of them and make my own kind of thing. So I like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Thank you. 
Hmm, I like so, yeah, that. I mean, that's, that's kind of like for corporate in a nutshell. The methodology, at least. Hmm. I mean, the, probably, the, the thing that makes corporate really what it is, though, is, is and I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way about the beast, is, is the people that show up. And that's what definitely makes yeah. every workout better, right? I mean, being around those people that are going to push you and inspire you and, and you know, make you smile when you're, you're definitely getting a little bit of pain and some sweat. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's that's the way it should be. So, yeah, hundred percent. Well, those airdyne bikes are expensive. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, they're they're chunks, but I'd say they're worth it. I mean, at least uh, at least uh, get if you get the opportunity or you get back to Spokane, um, I'll make sure you get to experience one, and and uh, you might end up having to get one. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, whole idea of, of being able to practice what we preach was the that concept of, of the Spartan race. And actually, so the UFR actually happened because we we're trying to, you know, we're in the Spokane area, and we are either traveling four hours over to uh, Big Fork, Montana for their race, which we love and we do every year, and then uh, about four oh, yeah, hours away to get love over yeah, I mean, it's gosh, it's got to be one of the best ones they do. Uh, but then, yeah, then four hours the other way to get over to the west side to do uh, the Seattle race. So, and there's nothing. And then oh, and we got five or actually it's about, I think it's six hours down to Boise, um, which, you know, I don't know. It's not one that I really favor a whole lot. Um, but Portland's a good race. We go down there, too. That's about six hours. So there's nothing in the middle. And, you know, and Spokane's a decent-sized city. So we were trying to get Spartan yeah. to get a race into here, which we figured would be the central hub of where they've got all these races around us. But uh, yeah. they're very picky about their where they can get their venues and, and you know, I guess, you know, adding another race onto the course. So what we ended up doing is just saying, hey, screw it. Let's just put our own race up and, um, you know, make it what we think, you know, take kind of the same idea, right? Let's take some of the best ideas from Spartan, maybe take some of the best ideas from what Tough Mudder is doing and, and do what we can and put it together and make an exciting race that people feel like, you know, I love what Joe DeSena says, you're, no, you're going you're gonna to know you're at the finish line and you're going to love that feeling when you get to the finish line because, um, you know, it's worth it when you achieve kind of getting through mm-hmm. that event. And see, I like that. It's, uh, I think too many times people get stuck on this is the way it is and this is the way it should be when there's really, yeah. you know, somebody else on the other side saying, Nope, this is the way it is and this is the way it should be. And really the answer is somewhere in the middle. And it sounds like that's kind of what you've done, taking like the best of everything and, and put it together. It's kind of like for anyone who, who watches martial arts, likes martial arts when, you know, Bruce Lee kind of made Jeet Kune Do when he basically took all the styles and said, okay, let's take the best pieces and make one really good one. So, I like that, you know, that you can yeah. put it all together. So, right on. Yeah, so, exactly. Go ahead. What, what kind of things have, what kind of race is, you know, you kind of said you kind of took some of the pieces. Give us an idea of what, uh, you know, the, the UFR is, is, is. I mean, is it, how long is it? What kind of obstacles can you expect? Is it going to be a lot of, you know, upper body like the Spartans are with running or is it going to be, you know, what, what kind of race is it? 
Yeah, so that's been the exciting part about the Ultimate Fitness Run. Um, you know, similar to, like I said, my methodology, like I may stuck on any one aspect. And what was really important to me is that why we called it the UFR, the Ultimate Fitness Run, is I wanted that to be that kind of uh, that kind of well-rounded event where, you know, some of the Spartan races, like you definitely got to be a runner, you know. I mean, which is great. I, I love that that aspect of it. It made me a runner. Um, it's actually the thing, yeah, that inspired me to do distance running. Um, nothing that was never, I was never a fan of distance running and I, I can't say that I still am, but now I'm doing it thanks to Spartan races. Um, so, but the ultimate fitness run, having that idea of like, what would be the ultimate fitness test that we can offer out there. And so it started on, started out actually, um, at a park near our gym, which was kind of a cool park. It's, it's got a big grassy area, like most traditional parks, but then it went up a wooded hill and it had some very steep hillsides. Um, and then it connected to another trail system called the Ben Bird Trail. And we, our first year, you know, it was just kind of something we were having fun with, put it together, had uh, just under 100 participants, and it was a great race. I mean, it was fun. We had, um, at the time, we had uh, one of the Spartan pros training with our gym, and she did the race, and it was cool to have her out there and do it, and uh, competing with some of the fastest guys that were turning out for this thing. And we got some amazing athletes, and then we had people also pushing 70 years old doing this race. So that was the, the coolest part to see the span of people that wanted to come out and do this race. But uh, that was only three, I think it was just barely over three miles that first year. And we offered just the one race. Mm-hmm. So then we expanded, took it up to Mount Spokane, um, and just did us off the ski hill. So we're actually on the Nordic track area. It's called the Selkirk Lodge. And um, it's not your mountain type of racing that we're on a mountain we're doing it's kind of a nice blend of everything it's got a lot of just nice rolling hills um and there's a few little steep spots but it's it's not montana steep at all it's probably actually more similar to what you guys have over in seattle like that kind of rolling hills some flatter areas um but it's on that Mm -hmm. mountain type scenery which is really cool um so we've gone over there now, and then that first year, I think we had a, um, let's see, we offered a five-mile open and a five-mile competitive division. And then the following year, we took it up another notch, and we actually did an eight-mile race for our competitive division and offered about a four-mile race for our open division. And then bring us to this year where we've changed the game and we've actually gone up now. So we have about, uh, it's, it's five to six. I'm going to say it's probably actually going to be six months for our open division. And this year, our competitive group is going to run that course as well. So they're going to be pushing six to seven miles. But then we followed it up with a second. So it's a double header if you're doing competitive this year. You do the six-plus mile race. And you're going to come back in. You're going to get a little bit of rest. We're going to send the kids out. They do um, a really cool course. That is in this really huge open parking lot area we have, um, so the parents will be able to see pretty much the whole race for the kids. And then once they get done, mm-hmm. we're going to send the competitive back out for a more sprint style race. So they have to go out and now do this one to two mile, more higher intense, shorter version of a race, kind of a little bit like TMX. If you've seen any of what they were doing, um, where you've got a little bit of kind of a CrossFit feel. We're not bringing barbells or anything out like that, but 
you're using sandbags and um we've got pipes filled up with um that are about three quarters filled with water um all kinds of different variables there we've got a lot of walls in a row that you'd have to climb over which sends your heart rate through the roof when you're running hard um it's actually we've been doing airdyne bikes up to the mountains so you get an experience there if we get if we get to get you to come over here um for that competitive second heat so on the pipes filled with water what do they have to do with them um, so last year we had people actually, so you had two options. In our competitive division, they had to hold it overhead. So you're in that extended overhead position like you're doing like a like a shoulder press and keep it up there. And then you had to lunge from uh, our mark distance, which was about uh, 12 yards out and 12 yards back. Maybe it was 15 yards each way. And our open division, we let them bring the pipes down and just hold them about chest level. So you could hold them against your body. You didn't have to lift them up. And then you would do the same lunges down and back, which, you know, if somebody's not doing a little bit of resistance training, um, lunges in their workouts, it will, you know, tear your legs up pretty fast if you're if you're just a runner, you know, if you're not doing any kind of weightlifting. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, and the one thing with the, the tubes, if they're the, kind of what I'm thinking, I've dealt with those a couple times on, like, workouts where people do that. And it basically, if they're only three-quarters of the way full, people don't think about it. It throws the weight off. So you have to yeah, balance exactly. them just right or all the weight goes to one side and it tips you over. So it's a good core and upper body workout trying to keep it balanced. So that's that's brutal. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Last year it's we fun had to throw the extra the and stuff like that in. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree exactly. I mean, I want to see something fresh. And this year, we, we, we again, we, we we've not only changed the dynamic of the race, but we will change the dynamic of how people have used the equipment. So we've got actually even a different plan for those flash pipes this year. Um, you know, you may see some lunges too, but it'll all be in a, a different look. So you know, I don't know if you've had this feeling, but I feel pretty like you know every year the spring race is cool, but after you've done it five times, you know, it's like, it's pretty redundant a little bit. And, uh, we want people to feel like they get a fresh race every time when they, they do the UFR. And I mean, they throw in new obstacles all the time, but even then it's like, if you do more than one spark in a year, you're, you're over it after the first one. It's like Bender. I yeah. thought Bender was great the first time I did it. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it, it's just you've done it so many times. It's like, okay, I've done this. It's not that novelty's worn off where it's like, oh, a new obstacle. I have to figure this out. And then you figure it out the first time, and you're like, okay, cool. And then after the fourth or fifth time, you're like, okay, yeah, this is – I've done this. What's next? Yeah. So, And I do like yeah, – exactly. I've seen some of the videos where they have the, the new monkey bars, which I'm waiting on. The monkey bars are usually my thing. So even for a big guy, I'm pretty uh-huh. good on the monkey bars. But uh, yeah, have you seen the new ones? Yeah, the the beater, right? They actually have those, like a, yeah, they call it the beater. That looks interesting. So, and I like when people throw in new obstacles and stuff like that. So, you guys, so how do you guys do about completing an obstacle? Is it because I've seen multiple? I've seen terrain, which sounds like they're not even doing uh, competitive this year, but they had where you had to finish. That you had to complete the obstacle. There was no penalty. There no nothing like that. Where Spartan has, you know, the burpees. 
And what is, how do you guys handle that? Is it a must yeah. compete in your competitive, or do you have a penalty? Yeah, so I've got pretty mixed feelings on it. I mean, I can tell you from the years in the past, what we've done um, is basically it's been that we've followed Spartan with the 30 burpee penalty. Um, I definitely think that's a great penalty. Um, it puts the pressure on doing the obstacle. I like it for that concept. Um, I've thrown around a couple ideas in my head, but I've never put them to action in our race. Or maybe there is a different penalty on a different type of obstacle. Um, but the problem with doing many different movements is like, how do we keep a standard and make sure people are going to do the exact same thing measured by the same way, you know, so on a competitive level, everything's equal playing field. Um, but I also like the idea too of, um, what train and I think tough butter. Yeah, they do is they, you have to, you're right. You have to complete the obstacle and you can keep going back through it. And if you can't complete the obstacle, you get your, your band cut and you, you can't podium, yeah. which, I mean, I like that idea. But at the same time, what's really important to me for our races, too, is that it's got a good flow. I don't want people to get to an obstacle and there's a line there because somebody, you know, multiple people are just going back through it and back through it and they can't pass it. Um, and, you know, I mean, ultimately, like, I feel like if you do the babies, you've taken the penalty and you should just go on. And if you can beat somebody and do the burpees too, then, then you know, you should deserve the podium still. So I want the flow to be there. Um, and, uh, but, but I, I go back and forth with it, but right now we've stuck with the Spartan rules as far as that goes. Yeah. And see, I've kind of gone back and forth. My thoughts always kind of been that, and I've seen it when I've watched some of the like natural competitive races where there's guys that they know, they can't do this obstacle. So they'll literally run up there and I shot. Yeah. I can't remember if it was a tire flip. And some guy ran yeah. up the tire flip, literally touched the tire and went, cool, I failed, and went over and did his purpose. And yeah. he I basically, you yeah. see some of the guys, they rely on their, their speed. They know that their speed, it's like, okay, this guy might be stronger than me. He's going to be able to do the tire flip. And I'm going to lose some time doing my burpees, but I'm fast enough that I can catch it. And that's where I think it kind of, I like the, in a lot of ways, like the, you know, the no penalty that you have to finish the obstacle because then it, it forces people to do, like you said, work out in different ways. It's like, cool, now you have to stop worrying about, I mean, you, you need to worry about your running, but now you have to worry about your lifting ability too, where you get some of those people, I think, focus so much on one thing. But if you force them to say, okay, you have to be able to split that tire or you can't podium, all of a sudden that guy's in the gym the next week doing, you know, lifting weights yeah. and building that, those arm and leg muscles to be able to put that tire. So, you know. No, I, I agree. I think it makes a more rounded athlete. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I you agree. said. Exactly. The flow. Now all of a sudden you've got the flow. Mm -hmm. You've got six guys who can't lift that tire, and they're like, I, need, I, I want to, you know, finish competitive. I don't want to lose my band. I'm going to keep trying to flip this tire until I flip it. And you only got six tires. Now all of a sudden you got a line forming because nobody else can get in there. So I get the flow. I get yeah. both sides. Like I said, I kind of go back and forth in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, I think, you know, with Spartan budget, they could probably pull that off. But, you know, with, with UFR budget, we, you know, we, we, we set it up in a way that it will have a good flow to it. Um, you know, there could be five tires if we were going to have tires, and that should keep working. But, yeah, if we send people back through, 
they'd probably get a little traffic jammed and, and that wouldn't be something I would be proud of in my race. Um, but I agree 100% no. on that, especially at that elite level there. That exactly. All, then, then you're doing what, you know, you're promoting speed and runners versus strength athletes, you know, well-rounded athletes. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can't just blow by that. You know, that should be like, like a bucket carry. Like you have to do this obstacle, um, to go on. And, uh, that, that would be nice to see. I, I know Spartan even was playing with some ideas and they had, um, one of their races, if you failed the obstacle, you actually just had to run like an extra, wasn't even that far, like 200 yards or something, which would have been, I'm glad they didn't yeah. adopt that idea. That would have been horrible because that would have just way favored our, you know, strict running athletes. Yep. Yeah, and there there is one. There is one. I can't remember what. There is one race brand that does that, where they've got like there's a a like of obstacle failure route. Like you failed, go do this, and you huh. like do another. But it's a run of like you know, like I said, like 200 yards. But I think it was like a run with a sandbag or something. That made it so it wasn't just, you know, running. Huh, yeah. But like I said, once again, yeah. it still favors the speed where, yeah, you know, you got people like me who I'm not fast, but a lot of the, like, you know, heavy lifting obstacles, I've done advantage because I'm stronger. So, you know, on the, the hurt hoist, I can literally just stand up and pull the thing because my weight will hold me down. So, yeah. I have an advantage there, but then once I go to leave that, I have an advantage. <laughs> but, you know, but that shows me what I need to work on. I need to work on my running and everything else. But you have the guys who, if they're, if they're running fast enough that they can, you know, do their burpees and catch up, why work on Why try? And that's what bothers yeah. me sometimes. But like you said, you still need the flow. If you don't have flow, then it doesn't matter. And I've been on those races yeah, where, you know, it wasn't Spartan, but it was some of the other, another brand, I can't remember which one it was, that you came up on an obstacle and it was literally like there was 50 people waiting to go on the obstacle. And it's like, how do I yeah, care about course. time at this point? Because now I'm just standing there waiting for, yeah. So I, I get the flow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, a lot of the, uh, I mean, we've had a, a few smaller brands, yeah, that come through town and stuff, and, and they kind of want to like, you know, just go out here and, uh, you know, mess around and that kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's great, but that's not what we want to be the ultimate fitness run, you know. We, we live up to that title of, yeah, you feel like you did the ultimate fitness run when you complete this run. Yeah. And that's not going to be a lot of people. I think that might be my last year for like the big traveling a lot because I travel for, for races quite a bit and I might be focusing on more of the local trying to, to do the local ones. And I like the local ones because I don't have to do that mold, you know, and that's kind of yeah. like you guys, you don't have to, there, there's not a, a corporate giant, you know, behind you saying, okay, here's your, Here's your cookie cutter race. This it. Mm-hmm. You you know yeah, exactly. just hey, what do we think would be cool? And you do it. So yeah, yeah, having the Thank freedom exactly to do whatever you want. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd love to have you come out here. Yeah, June 15th would be the date. June 15th, that's the day? Yes. I'm going to have to check that. I'm going to have to check my calendar. But Yeah. Yeah. Another so, cool thing I mean, I love business run is, oh, it's a beautiful place. I mean, What's you've that? got mountains. You've, oh, yeah, yeah, you've got mountains and you've got lakes. And you've got, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of every type of terrain all around you here within within an hour, really. Yeah. Um, but no, I was saying the, the oh, yeah. Ultra Fitness Run, another cool reason, you know, to think about supporting it is it's one of the one of the benefits of our races that are created for us is we've teamed up with uh, St. Luke's Rehab in our town, which is um, an organization that helps, um, you know, for everything from, um, in, you know, types of injuries, uh, spinal cord patients, all those types of different things. And there's this particular segment that has put together programs for wheelchair athletes. So when you do a race, you're going to see some of those guys that work out at our gym, thanks to our event, um, up there at the race as some of your, you know, obstacle kind of monitors on the course um and the reason being of that is like i said this race puts the funds together for us that we actually offer free programs for those athletes so they come to our gym every week and they get free training at our gym thanks to the ultimate fitness run oh that's awesome that is, that is really awesome so that just gives us more reason to want to support that so yeah, so we're going to have to – I think I'm going to have to check with some of the bees and see if we can get a group to go over there. So, I mean, we do have a few bees yeah. that live in Spokane, but oh, – really, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have um, – another thing to help you guys out, too, if you're talking a little bit and you need somewhere to stay, one of our sponsors is uh, Best Western Plus in Spokane. And um, I actually just posted a link up today um, with a link on – so if you go to ultimatefitnessrun.com, It'll take you to the Facebook event page or the Facebook page and just put the post up with the link to book a room and they're offering 15% off for everyone coming in for the ultimate fitness run. I know. And you said the run is out and by Mount Spokane, right? Yeah. So you literally head up Mount Spokane um, just before you get to the ski hill. There's a turn off there. Um, you know, we'll be marked clear, clearly that day. Um, it's, takes you over to the Sel- the Selkirk Lodge, which is like a like a cross country ski area. Nice. I'm trying to think I think I've been there. It's been years, but I went to school in Spokane. The Spokane Falls City oh, yeah. Falls for a while. So oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. Where I started so I, I know the area a little bit, but it's been twenty plus years. So yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, you would have seen that again, that's for sure. Yeah, so so I've been out there a bit, and then, like I said, I spent a week out there for a conference for my for work, and I think September October was one of those months. So so that was a was fun, but because you guys got the little lime scooters, we don't have the scooters over here in Seattle. So oh yeah, yeah, we just got those. Those are fun. Those are are crazy though. I can't believe. those things are legal. I mean, you can spoil them, those things. Oh, yeah. I, I was using them because I went at the conference I was at. I decided I wanted to go to the falls. And everyone was like, oh, you know, I went to the conference. I the fall, they're like, the falls are just over there. 
I'm like, cool, I'll just walk over there during lunch. Well, just over there, I ended up being, I think a little over half huh. a mile. So I missed my next class, but I walked down there, and then on the way back, I grabbed one of the lunch movies and rode back. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great way to get around Sea Riverfront Park. Uh, like you said, get down to the falls, zip around um, anywhere in that area. Yeah, because I want to get back out there and go to the falls again, because when I was there, they were doing construction on most of the park. So that was kind of what took me a while, too. I kept having to, like, reroute because I was walking, and then all of a sudden it'd be construction, and I'd have to go all the way around it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful area. I love Spokane. Yeah, so, uh, like so peace. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say if you're over here in the fall time, it's it's a great time to come see it. But same with June because you're just in the the height of uh, well, just coming out of spring, so everything's you know just still blooming, and um, especially up there, spring's just getting to Mount Spokane, and um, it's a beautiful area, obviously. Oh, it's okay in the greater area. It's a great time. Like I said, June June fifteenth, yeah, the ultimate fitness run. Nice. So I think it's gonna be fun. Um I know you sent me a in the email, you said there was a code for a discount, correct? Yeah, so I set up a code for all of the beast athletes out there. Um or anyone who wanna take advantage listening to this podcast. The Beast OCR, I believe, is your promo code there. And that'll give you 15% off the Ultimate Fitness Run. That's awesome. And what is the the price right now for that? Yeah. For the Ultimate Fitness Run. Definitely recommend people get that on their calendar faster. You know, the prices will go up as we get closer yeah, lots more. Actually, last year, so we did sell out last year, um, and we've upped it about another 50 spots. And if we get the people in there early enough, we could up it a little bit more if we need to. But like I said, I kind of take the idea of, of put the priority of the quality and the flow of my race over, you know, selling like 500 seats or something for this type of race. That would just that would just bog things down too crazy and put too much work on our volunteers yeah. that are spending their, their, their weekend out there for us. So, um, yeah, we limit it. So I definitely recommend if you're interested in this, to get going on it. And the price right now for the open is, uh, just $59. And then that competitive double header is $69. And then we've got the kids race although also, which is 24. Nice. Sounds like a blast. We're gonna have to get a crew over there and go do this. So, yeah. All right. Definitely a good one to get the party so, wagon together. I think I lost you there for a sec. Oh, um, I got you. There. I just there you you um, that's a cutout. Yep. I was saying it's a good one to get the party uh, wagon together and head across the state. Yeah, we're going to have to talk to people and get over there. So I think this is going to be a fun one. So perfect. For sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of lost you there again. Oh, no, that's uh, for sure. I I know if anyone comes over, they're going to love it. We've had um, 
pretty much, I mean, solid reviews across the board um, every year. And I definitely think every year uh, everyone will agree the race definitely keeps getting better and better. Uh, we become more efficient. The races uh, evolve. We bring up new obstacles and, like I said, kind of learn from what we did. And like you said, we don't have any corporate over our head. We do what we want and we make sure we can provide the best experience out there. Um, you know, as far as I feel, our gym name, Corfit Inc., is riding on it. Um, so I definitely put all my uh, my sweat into this race and have a great team underneath me that, that helps me organize this race. Um, so, you know, thank you to you guys. You know who you are out there that are helping put this event together. And, uh, you know, we meet up monthly pretty much from January on all the way up to our race. Then we, we even amp that up more as we get ready to, to launch this thing. You went dead again. Oh, no. Okay. Where did I go? Uh, how long was I out for? Only for a second. You were saying how great everyone was, and then all of a sudden you were gone for a second. So you guys get together every January, January and then it stopped. Oh, no, no. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I was just saying I, I've got a great team that helps support this race. Um, you know, we meet monthly all the way up till we get closer to the race, and then we... Uh, we, you know, we, we amp that up even more and, you know, we spend, uh, we spend about 48 hours a week getting this race up and running the night before, the day before, the night of, and then the day of, and then breaking everything down and putting it all back in the shop. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing race. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to have to get some people together and maybe go out and do this one. So. Perfect. Did you have anything else you wanted to say to the listeners before we, we wrap this up? Um, no, just I hope to see you guys out there. Um, if you're looking for, if you're looking for something fun, you know, the open division is a great way to, to experience the race in full, but we also are very lenient with our open division as far as, you know, you can do this together as a team, obviously. Um, we totally let you split up burpees in the open division. You know, we just say, Honor, we're not counting your burpees, so you know, a lot, a lot of burpees that day. Uh, you know, nobody is is holding you to that. We just want you to have a great time, and our competitive vision is exactly that. That's where we we draw the line. And we say this is what you have to do to say you finish the competitive division. So you want to go out there and you want to do it the same way you know everybody else did, and you want to just put up, the, you know, go all out that day. Competitive is the way to go. You want to just go out there and have fun, experience it. The open division is a great way to go. And if you got young ones, you know, I've got got three boys, so I threw the kids' race together for the first time last year, and we've definitely improved that, and we'll bring that back this year as well, uh, bigger than ever. And then also, if you guys are in the Spokane area, hope you hope you take the time and you can check out CoreFit, Inc., that's inc.com, um, and check out our facility. All right, perfect. One quick question before we go. For the age, for the, the children or the kids' races, what is the ages for the kids and what are the ages for the adult race? So for the kids, we say five and up. And, uh, you know, I'd say five to 11, 12, anywhere in that range would be great for the kids' race. Um, we have some kids that are in that 13, 14 year old uh, year age that have done the open in the past with their, with an adult, you know, with their parents. Um, and we're cool with that. The, 
limit on the on the adult race is uh, 150. So if you're under 150 years old, you should be out there doing this race. Right on. Sounds awesome. I hope to see you out there. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let me know if you come over here, and we'll uh, help get you set up and everything. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you very much, Kurt. And, yeah, I hope to see you out there and hope to talk to you again soon. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.